Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And amen. The promises of God. They are yes and amen. All right. Well, we want to, uh, again, just greet you. So glad to, to be here this morning. And I know we've got our rotations going, and, and uh, that's a good thing. I, uh, I know that uh, we're uh, continuing through the years to evolve and do church a little differently. And um, as, as we move through different seasons of growth, change comes with that. Come on, how many of you, how many of you uh, have been in, you know, uh, seasons where you're realizing there's a few extra aches and pains and things that, uh, you know, in your mind you're saying you can do it, but physically you, you pay a price if you do it. Yeah, and uh, so we're going to touch on a little bit of that because uh, we have, and, and I'll probably hit a little bit maybe next week, you know, if, we, if I'm here hosting and we've got, we've got special guest, Dole Dykes, that's going to be with us and uh, looking forward to that. We, uh, uh, he's going to bring his patriotic um, songs that, that he has put together and uh, really talk to us. You know, this is 20 years of 9-11. 20 years of, yeah, of thinking, and, and I think it's good for us to remember and, and to really consider and to, um, to definitely celebrate our country and the founding and, and our history and a lot of those kinds of things need to be talked about and passed on um, because we live in a world where they're trying to change the narrative. They're trying to drive a different agenda. They want to uh, discount history, change history, remake history. And yet, uh, if you really study it out, there, there, there is strong, uh, strong uh, validation that is there that God, by divine providence, brought about this nation. And, uh, and so we, we can't, does it mean we're perfect? No. Did it mean that any of those that, that uh, helped do this and, and were used of God were perfect? No. Are you perfect? <laughs> Make sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, somebody said, you know, if he can use a donkey, you know, and a whale or a fish, you know, he can, come on. <laughs> you know, if he can use an ass, he can use a... Walt Landers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is a biblical word. Look at the old King James. It's in there. But, uh, <laughs> but let's pray this morning. I know that we have a lot going on in our world. A lot's, lot's happening. And, uh, and I understand that uh, San Angelo is being hit you know, pretty hard right now with a resurgence of COVID and some, some things to... Uh, uh, with all that, but how many believe that God is still God? All right, let's, let's pray. Let's set this up. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for just being here in our midst today. Father, that you inhabit the praises of your people, that we have gathered corporately, God, with corporate anointing in your presence, Father, for you, you to do what, what you do uh, as far as far beyond us, that you speak by revelation, knowledge, and truth, and that, that today, under the, the whole choreographed working of this service, that you 
are able to communicate and speak and, and declare and, uh, and, and empower us to be able to go forth from this place today and to be all that we're supposed to be to truly represent you in the earth. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for blessing our time together in this service and that each of us will have hearts to, to receive all the full measure of what you have for us today, that you cause me to speak as an oracle of God. And Father, we join our faith together, Lord, today in prayer and we lift up our nation. We lift up our world, Father, and we pray the peace of God would just be released in the earth. And Father, that in the midst of, of all the chaos and all the things that are going on, that, uh, that you just bring your peace. The shalom of God would bring blessing. And Father, that you would even calm the storm of COVID, even right here in San Angelo. We take authority over that virus, and we bind that by the name of Jesus, and we release that to go from this place. And we declare healing power released into bodies. Father, for those that, are, that are, uh, have, have uh, been infected with the virus, for those that uh, are even hospitalized, hospitalized, Father, we pray your healing power drive out all manner of infirmity that by your anointing, by your presence, and we declare it so in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I want to talk to you today about potential, and uh, we're going to look at a passage of Scripture here in, in uh, Matthew chapter 16. Interesting passage of Scripture. Uh, I've got a lot stirring in my heart because, you know, we're rolling in, you know, starting uh, September 6th, we have uh, Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the Hebraic calendar, the new year. I know good old West... Western culture and Western, <laughs> we, we think about the new year being January 1. The, Jew, the Jews are in the Jewish nation, Israel, is, is entering into their new year, Rosh Hashanah, 5782. Now, we are, we are in the decade of the voice, in the decade of, of the mouth of God, if you will, and uh, being declared and being spoken through. And, and so I won't go into all that teaching today because I want to get into this message and we'll see, maybe come back on, on some of this in a future date. But uh, there's some interesting things that are, I believe, in 5782 that, that we're really going to look at. So I'm excited about that. And, and there is a real potential, I believe, for, for God's greatness. Right in the midst, I know that, uh, like Pastor Daniel said, you, you watch too much news, you're going to be messed up. <laughs> you get depressed, you get mad, you get something. But, uh, you know, we, we, need, we need to stick with the Word. And, uh, and today I want to look at this, but... In this passage of Scripture, it's, re it's really interesting because you see humanity uh, in, its, in its ebb and flow just in this short passage of what's happening there where he's having this, this, this conversation, you know, with, with, his, with his disciples, you know, earlier in this passage. And, um, and he talks about, he, give, he, he gives them a warning of, of being careful being aware uh, of the doctrine of of the Pharisees now he so so he but he talks about the leaven and and so he he speaks of it in and where the the his Christ, the Christ followers that were there with him they misunderstood it surely none of y'all have heard God speak and then somehow misunderstood what God said 
I see it quite often where so many times we want God to say what we think he should say. And we'll translate that for him <laughs> into, God, this is what I want. And, uh, and so it was one of those, those kind of scenarios that, that they're, they're dealing with and where they misunderstood what he was talking about. He wasn't even talking about leaven as far as bread. And he's like, my goodness, I fed 4,000, I fed 5,000. I mean, I'm talking about the, the, the doctrine of the Pharisees. And so he, he, he settles that, and then he looks at them, and here in chapter 16, verse 13, he says, when Jesus uh, came into the region of, of uh, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I am? The Son of Man am. So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, but, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you Simon Barjona for flesh, look at this, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you, Peter, on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, here they just misinterpreted some things that Jesus was talking about right before this. And, and completely got that wrong. But all of a sudden, by divine revelation, all of a sudden, Peter, man, he's on it. Who do you say that I am? Now, how many, how many think that, woo, Peter, go, Peter, go. And then right below this, guess what? Peter screws it all up again. Come on, how many know that Christian? How many look at that person in the mirror? because <laughs> right after this all of a sudden Peter is like Jesus starts talking about having to go to the cross and then Peter's like oh no 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 we're not going to have that and Jesus had to say Peter get thee behind me Satan call him Satan and basically right here he's like Peter you got this by divine revelation flesh and blood didn't reveal this and then right after this he's like now you're talking like a human being again in leadership sometimes it's so frustrating it's like you got it you got it you got it oh you don't got it It is a true journey of maturing that all of us are on. And we have to all accept that fact. And if you ever develop an attitude of an unteachable spirit, if you, if, if you arrive in that place and you think you've got it all figured out, you're in a serious, in a bad place. We're on a journey maturing, developing, and so many times what you think may not be exactly what you ought to think. 
And if you stay with this long enough, it's amazing what can happen in the journey of faith as you continue to walk with God consistently year after year after year. Peter continued to have... (laughs) Come on, how many of you know that that the Bible just puts it all out there? It does. It doesn't hide anything. It's like, yeah... You know, Peter, he, I mean, he won in that moment, but he really messed up right there. And we had to bring him back. And so you, you see this over and over. All the way Peter continued to have this, even into the book of Acts. Because at one point, Paul had to rebuke him. That's what it says. It's in the Bible. Peter. Peter got to actually walk on water with Jesus. Who's this Paul guy rebuking Peter? Who does he think he is? Come on. But Peter was wrong again, playing a hypocrite, and Paul had to bring it to him. Listen. Correction should never be looked at or viewed at as something bad. I just felt like I needed to say that. See, part of of the growing process is to embrace correction. That's part of sonship and daughtership in in the family of God, is to be able to continue to, to be open to that and to allow for that. Listen, I have good godly men in my life and one specifically that I open up to on a regular basis for him to speak into my life, for others to speak into my life because I don't want to drift. I've watched so many drift. You know, see, see, one of the things about 5782, the year that we're moving into right now, a couple of key things. Number one, it is a Shemitah year. It is a seventh year. It is a time when many would say it's a time for rest. But it wasn't just rest. That seventh year was, a, was being able to, like in Genesis, where God had six days of creation, and then on the seventh day, it says he rested, but he, he admired what had been accomplished. There was something that would, had been brought to completion and then it was the setting up and the staging for the next season of new beginnings. That's what that means. And this is a Shemitah year and we need to honor God in that and it should be a year when we are more at a place of trust. But you can't, you can't live your life for yourself, to yourself, and not, not be submitted to authority, not allow others to speak into your life, not embrace correction, not for the growth process of hell. Right after this, it, later on in this passage, is when Jesus brought home, he said, listen, unless you, if you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. But you better lay your life down, pick up your cross, and follow me. Just look at somebody and say, he's talking to you right now. (laughs) Come on, loosen up a little. I know this may be, you know, 
But listen, we, we need this. Because again, I, I think that if we're not careful, we can, we can miss what God is truly saying, what God's real intentions are. If we go back to this passage that I just read, let's, let's dive a little deeper in this because the reality is Jesus was speaking from a place of helping them to expand their mind to the full potential. The potential of what not only God wanted to do, but what he had for them to accomplish and do. Right? Because remember, everything throughout the Bible all the way through is about this encounter with God, an assignment that takes place, and then an execution that is expected on the other side of that. Let me say that one more time. I'm sensing something right here. An encounter with God. See, a lot, it's amazing what I found, you know, that, uh, listen, I've been in this a long, 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 long time now. And I've watched these ebb and flows happen in the body of Christ, and it's amazing. Encounter! Ooh! I got goosebumps! It feels so good! I just want to stay right here. Just like they did on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's like, whoa, man, Elijah's here, Moses here, Jesus, oh, oh, let's build some tabernacles. We'll camp right here. This is incredible. And what happened? Jesus, it was like he completely ignored them, came off the mountain and started ministering to people. This is still about people. And not just you. If you're already in, thank God. You're already in this amazing relationship and walk with God and call by his name, translated from darkness to light, experiencing the love of God shed abroad in your heart. But there's another world out there that hasn't experienced that yet. And who we are as the Life Church. Recently, I just preached again. Mission, vision, values. And if you missed it, you need to listen to it. Because it's aligned to the Bible. Aligned to what Jesus said. Our what is to go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations. Our why, our mission, is because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believes in him, should not perish but have everlasting life. That's our why. And then we have our core values of how we're going to express and live this out. By the spirit-filled life, by, by living by faith, the just shall live by faith. Come on, no small st- thinking around here. By servitude, Jesus said, I came not to serve or to be served, but to serve. By generosity and by family. The oikos of God. That's who we are as a church. And if you can embrace that, we love you. We appreciate you being here and helping us fulfill God's mission and assignment here as the Life Church. If you don't, if you don't get it, don't buy into it, there's other churches out there. Find one that you can align to. I know that's a little strong, but Otherwise, you got this 
Listen, we're members of a body, and it's not all members doing the, you got a gift, I got a gift, they got a gift, everybody, let's just do our gift. Chaos. No, it's about pulling together in alignment. God always blessed unity. And it starts at the headship, Psalm 133. Still got to be there, guys. And if you can't embrace that, you're going to always feel like the cat's being stroked backwards. Maybe you'll get that in a minute. How many of you ever tried to pet a cat backwards? Kitty will not enjoy it. <laughs> but when we are flowing and moving together as one, bam, kingdom of God. So how do we, how do we realize full potential? Three key things. Three key things. Number one, we've, we must embrace that God is still speaking. God's speaking. God is speaking. Now, like I said, encounter, assignment, God wants to speak. And here's the reality. There are times that God will speak and give you a word for a lifetime. And yet I watch many that then still run after I'm trying to be nice. <sighs> Listen. Prophecy and prophetic words, and we've got prophet trout that'll be with us soon, coming up here in October. We embrace that. We want to hear from God. Listen, the way this started out was the Pharisees came to Jesus in chapter 16 at the beginning. And what were they doing? They were seeking a sign. Ooh, give us a sign. If you're really Messiah, show us some. And that's when Jesus gave the warning. If you're a sign seeker, uh -uh. you got it backwards. The cart is before the horse. It's not about seeking signs. It's about living a life of worship, demonstrating God's presence in the earth by your lifestyle, not by the words just of your mouth, by a true lifestyle of reflection of his love and his character. And through that, signs follow us. Read the Bible. Signs follow us. So there is a voice of the Lord that is being spoken and being said. We embrace that. It comes with an assignment, but now his expectation is, is that we're going to go do something. What I find, even, even through the years with counseling, and I'm a terrible counselor, because they'll, they'll tell me their deal. Usually I hear and let them talk long enough. They'll tell you what God already told them, and it's like, and I want to go, and... Why aren't you doing that? Why did you go do that? And you thought, what? I 
Come on, it's just simplistic, folks. Most of God's voice is already wrapped up in the Word of God. But through that, God is, and he'll never contradict what he's already said in his word, the written word. And if he's already brought confirmation to your life, sing hallelujah, and, but go do what God told you to do. Now, if you misinterpreted that, and you've talked to leadership like Jesus had to with these guys, because he's like, no, man, how can you miss this? When he said, be careful of the leaven of the Pharisees, immediately, okay, we screwed up. Can I say that? <laughs> we messed up. We should have brought bread. Oh, no. <laughs> I watch so many people misinterpret what God's saying. Don't assume, presume, don't get in presumption. Sometimes there are those kind of words that come that you got to allow it to just live out. That you're embracing. You should have already been headed in that direction and that's a confirmation in that. And others should be affirming that and confirming this is what God's saying. God speaks. 1 Samuel chapter 3, God spoke with great reverence to the prophet of God as a young man. And you look at Samuel's life, wow. And you can track that all the way through, even into the book of Acts. Number two, you've, you must believe that God is still building. He said, I'm going to build my church. There, there, is, there is such crisis mode, naysaying, freaking out that's happening right now. And I think it's because they're getting their source of information from the wrong source. Even as bad as Afghanistan is and what's going on there and with, with the cry in my heart and the prayers of, 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 of intercession and all. Listen, in the last two weeks, they are saying that one particular church movement over there went from 340-something to over 2,500 now. It's amazing sometimes the growth and the outpouring of God's spirit in the midst of crisis, in the midst of persecution. And yet, where is the church and where is the world? Because for the most part, I don't hear anything, but the reality is, Open Doors has reported, just in this year alone, in 2021, over 3,500 Christians have been murdered in Nigeria. It's not political, so we don't hear about it. Listen, stop it. I don't care whether it's Fox News, CNN, or any of the rest of them. 
There is a political thing that is out there, and you better be going to God in prayer and in his word. What is God saying? And what is, what is the Christian leaders, the apostolic leaders with boots on the ground in some of these countries, what are they saying? Because listen, we are not of this world. We are of the kingdom of God. There, there, now, are we in this world and should there be influence and should we impact politics? Sure. Don't, I'm not arguing that. But ultimately, it's still about a kingdom-based mentality and lifestyle. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not, will not prevail. So for us, you know, we, we've got expansion plans. We've we still got some of that warehouse space out here. You know, we just did this whole daycare, you know, and, and expanded over here, taking babies all the way up through, uh, five-year-olds that missed the window for going into public school. And so we're, we're training future leaders right here, TLC Academy, amen. And, and our, our, listen, they're, they're, it's amazing what's happening. But now we're going to continue to expand towards being able to eventually have our own sanctuary over there and not have to do tear down and set up, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> but we're, we're just, we're just, we just said, you know what? God, you, you gave us this. You spoke those words. Matter of fact, I mean, that was uh, Ed Trout. The first time he had ever come to San Angelo, he described this building, and it was 11 years before this building came into manifestation. 11 years before this building from that prophetic word came to us. And we almost messed it up. We almost went, it's too big. Now I, I'm over here, I, I've you know, been here the first day of school and, and just watching all the activities and stuff and they're fighting over space. I'm like, there's four acres under roof. And already, it's like, we got after school care going, or, uh, and, and, and with the daycare, and with TLCA, you know, operating, and just all the different activities and stuff that's going, it's like, we need more building space. So we're just going to continue to move in that. God's building, right? We're about reaching our city. And I love that, that, that there is, there is an, uh, at least an element of that is still here, and I'm believing for it to reignite, and in a fresh way, we go after our city. There's still people that are hurting, that are, that are disconnected, that are dysfunctional, that need Jesus. And we need to be those who are standing in the gap but yet at the same time, there is, there is something that God's doing, even specifically in me, to where I'm moving into new levels and new places. I recently was on a training pastors. It was a Friday evening, and I'm sitting there with an iPad, and Saturday morning in the Philippines, 
is a gathering of pastors and I'm teaching them from West Texas. Didn't have to leave. I didn't have to get jet lag. Now, at some point, we may still go, but I believe that we were going literally through the airwaves, and they're over there. It, it's amazing. We're standing there together. I'm on the iPad. I'm, sta- I'm st- in, the, in, the, in the room. They've got praise and worship going, singing songs. I'm standing there. We're in praise and worship together. They introduce me. I go to the, I go to the Word, and they have a translator over there. And I'm preaching, and they're translating, and these pastors are being trained. And didn't leave Texas. We've got Hope Radio that we're launching over there. We're a couple of months out, but we have a a Christian radio station called Hope Radio, Hope for the Philippines. And it's in a predominantly Muslim area that we will begin broadcasting the gospel of Jesus Christ to that whole region in the Philippines. Woo! (laughs) We have our our Bible training school in India that we're continuing to uh, build and finance and help help with Indian gospel ministries to be able to, to raise up quality, qualified pastors in ministry and launch them out to plant churches in the most dangerous northern part of India. We continue to support the orphans in Haiti and with the education and what's happening there and the needs that are there in Haiti. And please pray for Haiti as in such desperate need with everything that's been going on. Not only did they have their president assassinated, they had the earthquake, they had a hurricane. There's just, a, it, it's, it's in shambles right now, and we need to be praying for Haiti. God is still going, still, still building. He's still doing what he does. And he's building his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail, which brings us to the last one. God is still a conquering God. He's still conquering. Stop the defeatism. Let's stop talking up the problems of this world. And let's start confessing and speaking forth and declarations of our God. He still reigns. He still reigns over our lives. Even in the midst of COVID. Now, have we lost some very precious people? Yes. There's still people I could name that, that it, it's, it's heartbreaking in, in many, many ways. And we know that we live in this fallen world, and there is all those kinds of devastating things that still happen. But for the Christ follower, for those who are true followers of Jesus Christ, that is Lord of their lives, our lives should be representative of him and be a pillar in the midst of the storm. We should be stability in the midst of the chaos. We should be able to bring a declaration of words that bring calm to the storm. 
And this year, 5782, to follow through with that, somehow that got laced through here. God's speaking something here. Is this, as we enter into this next new year, and think about this from, from Israel and from a, a Jewish tradition and mindset. Because if you follow through, let me, let me say, this is, this is a year when they, they will enter into the word of the Lord that is to ensure that they have properly transferred the, the stories of God's greatness and his goodness and of his power and his reign to the next generations. They, this is a time of being able to ensure that the generations coming up have what they need to carry God's story forward. This is a year to focus on family, to focus on kids, to focus on next generations, to embrace the history. That's what that did. Think about that. You know, we, we, sometimes we just assume, you know, that the Bible always existed. No, for, for many years, Genesis wasn't there in the beginning. <laughs> when Abraham gets that word from God, he doesn't have a Bible to go to. Well, how did they do that? They kept it going. They talked of the things of God. They spoke of God's greatness and God's goodness and ensured that it was imparted to the next generations. They never let up on that. But again, that's why within the Jewish calendar and the way they operate, the way they follow that, so incredible. And if you look at their society and the way they do that, they, they have done that throughout the, the years in a major way. Now again, they have drifted. You see that even throughout Scripture. Just read Judges, the cycle. They'd serve God, and then they would worship idols, and then reap consequences, and then they'd repent and serve God, and then... Over and over. And so, and, and there is a danger of dilution to where it gets watered down. But I believe that if you, if you follow the pattern of why they do what they do, even in Hebraic numerical numbers and for this year, for 5782, is to make sure that we are instilling in our children that God, He is, he is Elohim. He is God and God alone. He is El Elyon, the Most High God. He is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient, unconquerable God. We need to make sure that we are passing that on and that they see us living it out. They don't, not that they just see us on a Sunday, but that they see us all during the week living a life that is pleasing to Him, living a life that reflects God's heart of love for a hurting humanity, living a life of prayer, and even in our times of worship outside of this time that we have here corporately to where our children catch it 
where they see it, where it's not religion, but it's real. See, that's reaching full potential. And with that, Jesus wanted to make sure that if you'll allow me, I'll conquer stuff. I'll, I'll rule and reign in situations. Listen, there, there's a battle for men's souls. Is there nations that are dangerous nations that still need the gospel, that still need someone to feel the fire of God to go to, to preach the gospel there? <laughs> Instead of in America, you know, or Western culture, you know, it's like a new worship song comes out and they post it and fire, fire, fire. I would the fire of God would light on and light up on some of you to where you go to your neighbor, where you go to that hurting person, where you go to one of those foreign fields that needs Jesus. It needs the advancement of the kingdom of God. That's the ministry of Jesus. That's kingdom. In America, we are so spoilt. We are so rotten in so many ways. We have so much that if we're not careful, we'll settle in and we'll shut out the cries from other lands and other people groups that God is still calling out for some to arise. What did God that some right here from this place, even today, would sense that tugging and sense that longing and rise to the occasion to say yes to whatever it is that God is calling you to? There's been a lot of trips canceled. I've, I've, we had some that were coming up, and, and they've been postponed, I should say. But you know what? This is a Schmidt a year. It's okay to say, you know what? We can celebrate what God has done and we can begin to look for a new season and what is God leading us into and in the year capsulating this for 5782 let's invest with those around us with our loved ones our family members our children and it, it maybe maybe not just your children it may be the kids that show up that are here in children's church in nursery for us to see that we have to be intentional about passing this on because somewhere there's been, there's been a loss. I, I've seen people right here in our midst that when they, when they start saying, I only follow Jesus, I don't listen to Paul, I'm like, give you some fivefold ministry. Now, stupid. You think Paul would do anything counter to what Jesus taught? No, he just may have a little more fleshed out and fuller revelation of the expression of that on this side of the cross. 
Because this is the church age, right? I'm sorry if I kicked over a few religious cows this morning. Let's just build an altar and let's burn them. (laughs) Why? Because, listen, (laughs) even from this place, Jesus was on assignment. From this place, when he gave them revelation, he spoke to them, he put potential, he helped their eyes to be open to even who he was. Then he starts talking about this assignment that he's got to give his life. And then it's like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't know you were going that far, Jesus. You mean you're going to go die? And he says, yeah. And unless you lose your life, you're going to die too. I've watched some people that the voice of God goes silent because they haven't even done the last thing he said do. Then they start making stuff up. That's a scary place. The, listen, the greatest, prosperous, peaceful place to be is in the will of God. Doing what he's told you to do. That's a blessed life. This morning, there may be some of you and you're here and you're not sure about salvation. You're not sure if you died right now whether you would even go to heaven. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes just for a moment. And if there's anyone here that you need to say yes to Jesus, I want to make sure that you get this opportunity. Because he paid an incredible price. And it would be a shame for you to walk out of here having not accepted Jesus to become your Lord and Savior. If that's you, or maybe you're in a place and you're going, Pastor, I've experienced drift. I am not where I need to be in my life. I'm not living for God the way I know I need to. I've got some things that I'm just wanting to get right. I'm wanting to just put before him today. Or maybe you're completely like the prodigal son, completely off course, but you know you've been born again. But today you're wanting to rededicate your life and just get back in alignment to his word and what God has for you. So whether it's a first-time decision or rededication, if that's you, could I just see your hand this morning? Yes, hands going up across this building. Father, I thank you for each one of these. Just go ahead and raise it. This is really, eyes closed. This is between you and God. This is you. Just raise it up this morning. Father, we just thank you for each of these as they're making this their prayer. Lord, that it's their heart's decision. That it's a commitment. But Father, ultimately, it's your grace being poured out upon them. To empower them to live for you. 
And Father, for those that are making you Lord and Master of their lives today, Father, we just pray for them. Come on, church, let's pray. God, we just pray for them that their their experiential uh, working, Father, of translation from darkness to light brings true freedom because whom the Son sets free, the Word declares, is free indeed, that you sever every sin, every behavior, every curse, anything that is that the enemy has assigned to their lives, we separate that and sever that in Jesus' name. We exercise our faith according to your word that whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we uh, loose is loosed. And we just release them from the influences of darkness and demonic spirits and we bind the will of God to their lives. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. Now, I want to invite you to pray this prayer. I'm going to lend you some words. I'm not praying this for you. You've got to mean this from your own heart. But if you'll pray this and mean this before God right now, I promise you the Bible says that you will be born again. That with your mouth, confession is being made for salvation. That there is, there is a transformation from the heart in your believing here today. And the love of God will be shed abroad in your heart. Let's do this together. Let's help these that may be praying for the first time. Let's all pray this. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the price, the penalty for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I give you my life. Come into my heart. Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. And help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Amen. Thank God for these. Come on, give them a a good hand clap. There's people made huge, big-time decisions today. Big decisions. If you, if you can't get excited about that, you're not going to like heaven. Well, this says just even one sinner already that turns, there is a party going on. <laughs> That's worth getting excited about. When people are making Jesus Lord of their lives. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your goodness. And Lord, just grace us to be able to apply this to daily life. And we give you praise and glory.